Delivery from Staples. Staples guy. More storage bins? Great. Yeah, and you saved a ton with Staples' 110% price match guarantee. I am resolved to getting organized this year. Now everything is boxed up and put away. Whoa. What was that? Oh, no. I boxed up Paul again. Resolve to get organized with Staples 18-gallon plastic totes, now only $3. Staples, make more happen. In-store only while supplies last ends one Staples will match prices for items from retailers with online and retail stores and refund 10% of difference. See storestaples.com for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome. This is Evelyn Bowden. Thank you for joining me on such a cold night, a cold night all over the United States, uh, or most of it anyway. Uh, Here in New Jersey, it is very cold. Call in. Lines are open. 657-383-1132. That's 657-383-1132. That will get you live on the air with me. This is an open program tonight, and we'll just talk about uh, pretty much anything. As I said, it's cold everywhere, and my friends in the south down there in Alabama got cold today and got some serious snow. Serious for them, about three inches in most places I hear, and I trust that everyone got their milk, milk, milk and bread. I never understood why milk and bread. So today I Googled it to see why is it that people bought milk and bread? And the psychologists say it's a way to feel in control in an uncontrollable situation. I never would have thought buying milk and give me control over anything other than immediate hunger. Um, I could perhaps take that bread and use some of all that peanut butter that's in the pantry, peanut butter sandwich, and wash it down perhaps with milk. But I never thought of milk and bread as a way to feel in control. Um, and anyway, what they said, they said that by because they are perishable items, that it was an expression of optimism that this, this snow will pass, it, it, it will quickly pass, we'll have it for a moment, and it'll go on, that if you were to buy non-perishable items, then you are embracing a feeling of surrender and giving in to a hopeless situation. Uh, again, I never, ever thought that about milk and bread, but I uh, saw several postings yesterday, uh, primarily on Facebook and some of the news clippings, where the shelves in grocery stores were totally empty. No milk and bread in the South because of the uh, expectation of about uh, three inches of snow, and they got the three inches of snow, and uh, and I hope the comfort of their milk and bread. And I'm not, not poking fun because, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with pre- preparation. I mean, I'm all about that. Uh, in fact, that's one reason I do uh, this show. It's to, I put out information about things, especially if I come across something that pricked my interest that I think could actually help someone. So I will put the information out there not trying to convince you one way or another about anything. I will put the information out there and encourage you to think about it and perhaps maybe go delve a little deeper into it 
and hope that by doing so increases your knowledge and also help you to make some uh, decisions to prepare uh, for certain things. Uh, This week, I began by talking about jobs, um, especially job losses, and how can to see how in some cases those jobs will be replaced. Uh, The jobs report came out and Again, things are trending well. Uh, I think they said that we have like a a 4.5 overall uh, unemployment rate. But even within those numbers, even though that looks good and the creation of jobs are, are looking good, there are still complete entire classes of jobs that are disappearing. And those people, Many of the people that held those are finding it difficult to find themselves re-employed. So they'll have to either go through retraining or re-education to be able to be hired or rehired somewhere else. Some of the jobs, the total classification, uh, especially in thing, in manufacturing jobs, the whole classification of those jobs are moving away. And You know, certain things are the cause of that, including and especially automation, which is what I've been talking about this week. So somebody's got to think before we get to that, the millions of people that will be directly affected. While things are now just developing, they're in the initial stages, the building stages, someone has to be thinking about who is going to hire these people that are displaced? Are there going to be replacement jobs? And if not, who will be responsible or who should be looking to develop jobs to put those people in to, so that they can see be, uh, find themselves in a situation of being rehired? This week, we had a lot of stuff going on. I'm going to actually look to see what people think are the most important items or situations or problems we will face. But I want to talk about something that came up in the news this past week, and it had to do with the gospel singer, Kim Burrell, and comments he made that felt to be actually hateful or disingenuous, dealing with the, the gay uh, and homosexual community. And I uh, I went back and listened to what she said. And I wonder, did anyone else find it interesting or ironic that she made her speech at a church called Love and Liberty Fellowship Church? She was speaking at a church that carried the name Love, Liberty, Fellowship Church. Now, as a result of, of what she said, and I'm not going to rehash what she said. I think everybody in the world now probably have heard that, heard what she said. But it was not a good thing that she was saying about about what she called gays, a homosexual who had this spirit of homosexual and a spirit of delusional and confusion that had deceived so many men and women. And I thought, of all of the spirits, why was she so passionate in talking about this perverted, homosexual spirit. Why did she have to choose that in this place of love and liberty and fellowship? Why that particular spirit? And of course, I don't have an answer because I didn't ask that question directly to her. But I want to know why all the spirit, and there are a lot of spirits out there, and there are some that I think that we really, all of us will actually face uh, in, in some of the coming weeks and, and months ahead. How about the spirit of weakness in high places? 
How about the spirit of murder and anger? How about the controlling spirit, those abusing others, and the terrorizing spirit? How about the spirit of bondage and depression and fear? But you're speaking in a church bearing the name of love, fellowship, yet of all the spirits to speak again. Your message was laced with everything but love, liberty, and fellowship to a class of people. I think an, another spirit at work today, and especially that was at work that day, was that spirit of self-righteousness, the spirit that is prideful and pretentious, that is critical, that is arrogant, the spirit that is rigid, that's legalistic, that spirit that makes you feel that you are always right, that spirit. On the line with me now is when. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. I'm when fa- is calling in from Alabama and Tuscaloosa, no less, and Gwen is also in the cold down there, and I think she did get her milk and bread. How are you, Gwen? I'm doing fine, and we did get our snow. Good. I'm great. So, uh, you know, I was just uh, doing my little spill on the uh, Kimberell issue and and just saying that there are so many spirits out there that we have to deal with. And I just found it ironic, you know, that she was in a church that bared the covering of love, liberty, and fellowship, but chose that platform to talk about anything but love. Um, I don't know if you heard the, what she said, but what do, you, how, what do you feel about that? Hate is wrong, anyway, and judgment is not for us. It is not us to judge any group of people and what they do, because they only have to answer to God. They do not have to answer to us. And I don't know how she got that old, and now she wants to, you know, voice her opinion, he says, on the way, in the church. It's not not right anyway for a fashion for no one, race, creed, or color, and at no age, but to judge someone like that. I saw um, actually where uh, you know Shirley Caesar chimed in on that, and then she came back to try to clean it up. But when I was listening at what she had to say, it, and it was at, it, it sounded to me like she was actually upholding her in what she said, in upholding Burrell in what she said. And, but uh, Shirley Caesar said that if you were going to talk about that subject, you know, something like that, but she said, well, if you're going to talk it, about it in your church, I only wanted certain ears to hear, she said, collect the phones at the door. But if, you, if you're speaking to God's people, in my opinion, it should never be behind closed doors. It should never be in secret. And it should never be in God's house. That is not the thing if you speak in God's house. If it's not right. covered in the Bible, it should not be in the pulpit. Yeah, if you not read the Bible on these things that you're voicing your opinion on, it should not be in the church. It should not be in the pulpit. 
you know, I believe that what was going on with Pharrell and, and other people who seem to feel like that there is only one group of people or, or that are sinning in this world, but but they don't realize we all sin, we all make mistakes. But why why do you think you have to say, single out anybody? I think that when we start singling out people, a class of people, or a group of people, or individuals for things that we are kind, we are overstepping our bounds there, and uh, and especially when it's hurtful, hurtful things like yeah. that. In church and on social media, is wrong yes. in so many ways. Right, it's because wrong. that's a platform. Your church, when you are speaking in church, when you're speaking on radio, on television, on the social media, internet, you have a platform that is going to reach several people, hundreds of millions of people. And what yeah. an opportunity it would be it to use that for good, and yes. then using that for good—that's yeah. That's the only way that that we can actually say that we are actually doing something to help the kingdom, so to speak. If we're doing something that good, don't use those platforms to spread negativity and hate. We have a, a lot of that already. Exactly. People, people exactly. are free. Yeah, people are free in this country in this country to say what they feel. You are free to choose whether or not to give them a platform to say what they feel. You are also free as listeners to choose to hear it or not because we still have the on and off button. All of us are free to make choices. And in this case, Morel, uh, words were hurtful to a lot of people, but they also, consequences actually hurt her as far as her appearances on television shows or radio a show which was just getting started. I think it was only in existence for about five months. Her radio show was canceled, and oh um, yes, and also um, so like set cut off her nose to spite her face. Exactly, and and we don't want to, you know, just to single her out only because there are other people who've done things like this, who've had uh, large platforms and turned them to use them toward negativity, and thinking that there is not going to be any consequences. But uh, I understand that she also uh, was disinvited for an award program that she was going to um, to be on. So. So there no, are consequences. Invited to the Ellen show, I do know that. Yeah, and she she actually uh, was disinvited there, and to a gospel awards program called Trailblazers of Gospel Music, and she was she was actually disinvited for that. So there are consequences in things that we do. I also looked at what people thought or what they felt were the most important problems that we're going to face uh, this year. And it turns out that at the top of the list, of course, is always jobs. I mean, that's what it's always seemed to be here in this country. Jobs always are at the forefront. And that was also the leading thing uh, at during the 2016 election. 
but I was surprised at some things that came farther down on the list. Actually, some things didn't make it at all that would be higher up on the list, but race relations and jobs both came in at the top of the list. Economic problems, jobs was at the top, and social issues, race relations was at the top. And Second, under the non-economic problems, I'm looking at a Gallup poll, and non-economic problems uh, were race against the top and dissatisfaction with government at second place. On the economic side, we had unemployment and the economy in general, and third to it had to do with the federal budget. But aside from that, everything else just was across the board where just one or two percent of the people believed they were issues. And the surprising thing to me was education. Education actually came down very low as a concern. Okay, education and even health care. Health care, there was about 4% of the people that thought, healthcare would be a major concern. However, if you listen now, you will see that more people as the uh, Congress begins to flex its muscles there uh, on a lot of the uh, social issues, healthcare being at the top of their list to get rid of Obamacare. Uh, now people are beginning to become concerned that they are about to lose their health care. Yeah. Yes. That's one of my greatest concerns, being a senior citizen on fixed income, that is one of my greatest concerns. That you would lose your health care? That I would lose my benefits. I'm on 14 medications. I would not be able to afford to be functional. I'm not healthy, but I am functional. But if I lose my health care, my Medicaid, my Medicare, I would be close to dead if I lose my benefits. I would be closer to death. Yeah, I was watching. Yeah, I was watching some videos today uh, where of people, different ones around the country, talking about the effect, and I found it very interesting. Kentucky and um, a couple of the other coal mining states, people who actually voted Republican. And knowing that at the top of the Republicans' list, list was to get rid of our uh, of Obamacare, as they call it, but the Affordable Care Act, now they are concerned. Of course, because they are, they don't consider it, but they are what we consider the working poor, something we have been all our life. But they are the working poor who actually thought that they were not poor. So they voted Republican, and now they come to find out uh, they in the melting pot with all the rest of the poor people in the country. Yes, yes, and so they are um, Yeah, and I uh, yes, as I was watching some of them uh, speak about uh, existing health uh, problems, especially with the minors. A lot of them already have the black lung disease, and some of the uh, widows, the husbands are already dead, and they are just now receiving the their benefits from the, uh, the black lung diseases, I mean the black lung benefits, and mm-hmm. there is a fear that if they were to lose Obamacare, that the benefits provided through 
the uh, black lung regulations will also go with that. So increasingly, yes, increasingly we're uh, they're they're fearful. Um, there seems to be a little static on the line. I hope I can clear that up, and I will try to clear that up when we do the reconnect after the broadcast. But people in 2016 voted everything but but rational. A lot of people voted hate. A lot of people voted pre- Yeah, it's totally yes, perfect word. Voted emotions and feelings rather than looking at the cost and the consequences. You know, okay, I'm going to vote this way. This is my vote, so I'm doing that, and this is what I expect to receive from my vote. No, people didn't think the whole process through. And now we, yeah, I have actually heard people now saying, you know, I didn't think that it was going to turn out this way. And that's the problem. You didn't. Listening to negative because there was a lot of hold your vote. Why would you hold your vote? And they listened to that foolishness because it was coming from someone they considered in high position, you know, and they actually held their vote. I know personally a lot of people that did not vote. So if you did not vote, you have no reason to cry. Right. But we're going to be and crying. We will all be crying in 2017, I think. Well, you know, I'm pretty much an optimistic person, but I don't see, just in my immediate vision of things, I don't see how we're going to come out uh, very well collectively uh, in the, in the, the spirit, long run. Spirit of the Lord, baby. We're going to come through this. We're going to come through a threat. Yeah, we're going to come through. But I think, you know, there's going to be some, there's going to be some suffering. It's going to be, I think there's a verse in weeping shall endure for a night. So I think we're going to go through some weeping for, for a moment. But joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. <laughs> yes. yes, that's my optimism. I, I always think it's all going to come out in the wash. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people this time voted uh, things that they knew better or the ones that were doing the protest votes and the ones that voted, and they actually said this, they were showing Hillary Clinton some. But how did you hurt Hillary Clinton by not voting or voting? Uh, there were some that didn't vote for her but voted for Sanders or did a write-in vote for somebody else just to show her something. Your vote, Basically wasting their vote. So That's you they- wasted, exactly, you wasted the vote, and that allowed this to happen. And this is what happened when good people do not-so-good things. When, pe- when good mm-hmm. people either do nothing, by, as in not voting, or they do something thinking that you are hurting somebody else and good people shouldn't be doing that to start with, but... There is no way. I'm, you know, I, I told somebody the only thing that was probably hurt uh, on Hillary Clinton was maybe her pride. But but the next day, Hillary is up. What? She, her existence is the same. No, it's not the same. It's actually a little better. And because right now, she is still the most, most, admired, and most admired woman in the world. Yeah. It didn't hurt her. Yeah. Not at all. And if you Not thought you at- were taking, yeah, if you, you thought you were taking money out of her pocket, that didn't happen because I'm sure she now garners more just to show up somewhere than she did before she ran for uh, president. 
Yes. You That's yeah. It. Think of when when you're thinking, especially when you're giving your vote. Your voting your dollars are two things I think that you should think long about yes. what happens to yes. because yes. when you think yes, because your vote when you're voting for something that's going to better you and your family, better existence for that you, your family and your community. You're not voting necessarily for a candidate, or you shouldn't be, or just voting for them because, you know, who they are or how good they look or whose friends they are or how much money they got. You should never be voting for a person like that. You should be voting for what that person stands for and how it can ultimately affect you for the positive. But when you start protest voting and withholding your votes, you are voting against yourself. And that is what's happening. And people are walking around here now uh, speaking of guilt. You know, they are feeling guilt because of how they voted. Now they realize that some of their families and some of their friends are going to be negatively impacted by a government that's t- that has one party totally in power. And I say totally because there is the... Republican Party now controls both houses. And so on things, they only need a majority vote, a simple majority vote, then they only need one vote more than the other party. And that's what's happening. And I was hoping that more people would realize that it was not the top of the ticket where we stood to lose the most, but down the ticket. And that's where we stood to lose the most. Okay, we have our caller. Would you like to have a comment on our uh, show tonight? Yeah, I'm having a big problem right now. I just wanted to share my, my issue with you. I don't know if you want to listen to it or not. Go ahead. All right, the issue I'm having is that my wife, she got a, a mortgage on my house, uh, like a $250,000 mortgage. And then uh, she disappeared with my best friend and her father because I found plane tickets and they went to Las Vegas. And she took all my credit cards and they canceled all of them, I guess, after they maxed them out. And I can't get into any funds in my house. And it looks like I'm going to lose my house now. And I don't know what to do. And I'm I'm calling these blog talk radios to give me some kind of advice because I got a letter from the bank about three days ago, and they're telling me I have 30 days to get out of my house. And I've been trying to sell everything out of my house, and it's like it's not looking so good right now. Well, it looks like, I'm sorry to hear that you're going through that, but it looks like that what you need to do is uh, get some legal advice and get some legal advice in a hurry. Uh, I don't know what state you're from, but uh, most states have legal services that will provide advice to you. And also there are situations to where you can get pro bono help. So uh, that's what you need. You need some legal counsel there. Okay. Oh, wow. You know, you never know what situations uh, you can can find yourself in. But uh, the the last caller definitely needs some, uh, some legal assistance there. Consequences, everything has consequences. All of our actions have consequences. This is Evelyn Bowden, and you're listening to me live here on Let's Talk with Evelyn Bowden. We ask that you let your friends know that we are on, and for the near future, I will be broadcasting live on Saturday evenings, and I chose Saturday evenings primarily because I'm sitting here on Saturday evenings, especially during these winter 
months with not so much to do. And I decided to go back to broadcasting because there are a lot of people out there that are hurting. And there are a lot of people that talk to me about different issues and even ask advice on things. So I decided to go ahead and put the platform back to be able to try and give as much information as I can. You're on. This is Evelyn. Yeah, I'm back. Uh, you kicked me off. I didn't get to give a shout-out to my website. And also, as you can tell, we get some people that don't take things so serious or as serious as we do. But this is not the platform to play on. As I said, I was shocked when I looked at the list of concerns that people have for 2017. And I was surprised that education was not near the top or at the top of that list. And I see that in my own state of Alabama, it still is not a issue of concern, not at least not for the state itself. I saw an ad. Um, news articles, not an advertisement, a news article about states awaiting the end of graduation rate probe. And this graduation rate probe is into the fact that some of the schools inflated their graduation numbers. Now, there were are some cities that, that you know, did that, but there are some cities that don't even try to in, inflate the rates at all and don't try to educate all their children or or to see that all their children are uh, eligible to graduate, or even if they graduate, they don't care whether they can read or write or not. And these are actual school systems. So education, I would have thought, would have been at the very top of the list for 2017, and it is not. And that, I think, should send up a red flag and should be a major concern, especially for parents of students of color and absolutely especially if you're in the South because it has been demonstrated that your children do not matter. Educating children of color is not at the top of their list. I saw another situation that kind of surprised me and it had to do with some of the effect that either participating in the inauguration this year or not and some people, restaurants in particular that were pro- providing services, were, were receiving some negativity. And there was a, a restaurant that catered a meal to a certain politician's work group and received not only backlash in, in the form of verbal issues, but they also were barcoded because they served meals to a group that represented a certain politician. And I think when you get into certain types of businesses, I mean, if you're in business, you're in business. And now we don't want people to discriminate against us because of our color, of our sex, of our age. So why in situations like this, the serving of a meal, would we accept that they, it well, we're going to, we don't like this particular candidate, so we're not going to serve you. And, or if do serve you, we know that the other, we're going to make everybody else mad and we're going to make a decision to lose business because we serve you, then those people are going to stop buying from us. And I think we're treading in some uh, civil rights and our right to choose. And we're in business as a business to serve the public. The public should be the public and not the white public, the black public, 
the uh, liberal public. You know, it, it shouldn't, shouldn't be like that. This one company, one restaurant, simply because they catered a meal was hosted by a particular politician or group that was working for a particular politician. Not only did they get negative because they did what they do as a business, that is to serve the public. We have to start thinking about our actions. We really do. We have to think about the consequences of what we do. We're down to maybe about 15 minutes left in our program. And if you would like to tell us what concerns you most, coming up in 2017, the number is 657-383-1132. Again, this is Evelyn Bowden. Thank you uh, for listening to me uh, as we uh, have returned to the air uh, and are rebuilding our listenership here. Please be sure to tell others that we're out there and that we're on. And if you have a subject matter that you would like to have us find out more about and actually discuss online, you can do that. Visit the website, EvelynBowden.com, and there are places there to leave us messages and also, you can tell us your story, and if you have a story that you think the public would like to hear about, uh, go on to our website there and tell us your story. We'll get back with you and see uh, if we can work something out there. The fact that of all things, education not being not being a major concern in 2017 for a lot of people that responded to this that that really, really shocked me because it is my belief, and it hasn't been disproven yet, it is my belief that for people, minority people in this country, education is still the equalizer because it puts us in position. It's not going to guarantee you anything because you're going to have to work for whatever you want, but it puts you in a position to be able to recognize opportunities, see them, and also prepare you to be able to move into some of these places. A lot of the anger about uh, the joblessness had to do with the fact that as one class of jobs disappeared and others appeared that were displaced, couldn't readily go into those jobs that appeared because they did not have the proper preparation. They did not have the proper education, did not have the training, and some of them would not be able to gear up, that is to go back to school, to get into a training program and successfully complete that training program uh, in time enough to fill those positions where, in my opinion, had they been ready already, as in possibly multi-skilled or even overqualified for their existing job, then they would have had an opportunity to move into the new positions, the new jobs that were created. And right now, as a people, the American people are not getting it. They're not understanding that Certain types of things, certain types of jobs are going away anyway, just because of the changes in technology. So if you are yet young enough that you know that you will have some longevity or you want to have some longevity in the workforce, then in my opinion, now I asked the question in a previous show, 
who is responsible. Make sure that you are able to be rehired. Well, in my opinion, that is on you as the individual. And right now in this country, you're free to educate yourself. Information is right in front of you. It's in your hand that where you can get the information you need to get the skills and all that, but you haven't made the decision to take the time to do it. One um, one listener says that uh, she doesn't think parents make the children open the book uh, practice anymore. Let me uh, get this where I can actually see the full um, full post in there. And but you know. There is, that is a, a situation as far as when we're dealing with school children, children that are in our elementary and secondary schools. Yes, a lot of the parents now, actually, a lot of the parents, especially the ones that we've come in, in contact with, don't seem to be interested. Sending their children to school is just that. You, that's getting them out of the house a lot of times just because we're required to by law. And the thought of what goes on in those seven to eight hours while they're out there, we don't even think about that anymore. And and you're right. Uh, a lot of parents don't don't ask that their children, uh, they don't even review what the children have had uh, as as a lesson for that day. I know one of the first things that we would do when we sat down in the evening time, me coming in from work and my husband coming in from work, when we sit down, you know, for that evening meal, it was how was your day and so what and what happened today? What what did you do in school today? And there the dialogue began from there and on to helping with different homework and helping with projects and those types of things. That is not out there. But for a lot of parents though, people whose children are now in elementary and teen is get them out the door in order uh, in time enough to either walk to school or catch the bus and we'll see you this afternoon or this evening and no thoughts about what goes on in between and also no thoughts as to whether or not what they are being taught is going to help them when they get out of school. I saw a report that was saying in a certain school system, you had 10th graders still not reading at third grade level. What are you going to teach that 10th grader not able to read or do? What are you going to teach them 10th grade, 11th grade, and 12th grade that will prepare them to be able to go out into anybody's workforce? Let alone what will they have that they can actually go out and start something on their own? Or do you even talk with them about Okay, you you doing this now. Your goal is to be able to create a job when you leave twelfth grade, or especially when you leave four years of college. We have been so conditioned to train our children to work to go into workforce forces of other people and jobs that others have created that we forgot that as things change. There will be fewer and fewer places hire now for certain classes of people or groups of people. There are a few places to hire them anyway. So the idea of entrepreneurship, business ownership never, ever comes up. That's where we need to be focused. And 
as I said, I was shocked that education was not among one of the things that people thought would concern in 2017. And as I said, healthcare actually came down lower on the list. But as we are getting more and more into the year, because I think the poll that I was looking for was actually completed in the month of December. But as I am getting, as we are getting uh, more and more into 2017, uh, this completing this first week, actually, we are hearing more and more people being concerned about what is happening with the possibility of us losing affordable health care or Obamacare, as uh, as we lovingly call it, where some uh, actually gave it that name uh, as a derogatory thing, but we are proud uh, that it, it, it was given the name Obamacare. Now seek to dismantle that, and not just that. I mean, health care is just the start, but there seems to be an out-and-out out war against the people that need the help the most. And that is a shame. Uh, we have a lot of elderly that are concerned that they will lose not only health care, but some of their uh, retirement or their Social Security uh, benefits. And so it's with fear. Fear. They, they go into 2017. And then, so there's an opportunity again for us and those of us that call ourselves uh, in this country, uh, we call ourselves Christians and good God-fearing people. Uh, there's going to be opportunity for a lot of work for us to show that good Christian love that we profess to have. Because, as I call it, we now have an unbalanced government in this country. And that scale, unfortunately, leans very negatively on the that have less the elderly will you know be affected uh and that's a shame uh because they have in a lot of cases they have borne the most uh for this country uh, or for the country that we know uh it as we do today um some of the veterans programs a lot of the programs that uh have been generally called social programs are now being held hostage and are being, or we're being told that uh, they will be done away with, uh, privatized, privatized, privatized really is another way of making sure that your buddy gets, has uh, some money, gets a job and gets some money and necessary, uh, the people that are in those situations will not necessarily benefit from them. Uh, there's even talk of pseudo-privatization of schools. And, you know, if we have that, we are in, in bad shape. Okay, caller. Uh, call. I think that one of the most pressing problems is the illegal immigrants. I hope mm-hmm. Donald Trump go on with the school choice. And also, he was talking about the legalization of street drugs. That's, those are three critical things other than the geopolitical issue. School choice is needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, legalization mm-hmm. of these street drugs in order to stop, remove the violence and the distribution and sales and the interaction with police. And uh, these illegals, if you want to come in this country, you need to do the right thing and get a visa. Mm-hmm. Empty those 300,000 illegals out of the prisons. We shouldn't be having to pay for them. Send them back where they come from. That's it. All right. 
All right. Thank you. And uh, there again, uh, actually, let me see where Im- uh, immigration came in, where it came in on our list of, of things. Uh, that was actually not at the very top. Actually, there were 6% of the people that said that illegal aliens in this country uh, was a problem. Uh, so we're getting down to the last few seconds of our program, and uh, we'll have to visit that and, and talk about uh, illegal aliens and what uh, effect that they are having on our country and how people feel about that as being an issue in 2017. This is Evelyn Bowden. Share our program with others, and we, again, invite your opinions and I hope that you would join us again. And again, we are live on Saturday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Delivery from Staples. Staples guy. More storage bins? Great. Yeah, and you saved a ton with Staples' 110% price match guarantee. I am resolved to getting organized this year. Now everything is boxed up and put away. Hello? What was that? Oh, no. I boxed up Paul again. Resolve to get organized with Staples 18-gallon plastic totes, now only $3. Staples, make more happen. In-store only while supplies last ends one Staples will match prices for items from retailers with online and retail stores and refund 10% of difference. See storestaples.com for details. Delivery from Staples. Staples guy. More storage bins? Great. Yeah, and you saved a ton with Staples' 110% price match guarantee. I am resolved to getting organized this year. Now everything is boxed up and put away. Hello? What was that? Oh, no. I boxed up Paul again. Resolve to get organized with Staples 18-gallon plastic totes, now only $3. Staples, make more happen. In-store only while supplies last ends one Staples will match prices for items from retailers with online and retail stores and refund 10% of difference. See store staples.com for details. 